0: finally 2022 it's been a busy uh start of the year for yours truly um but we're back with the first man in the van of this year been flat out it's been trying to catch up with riders this one again brought to you by whole shot motorhomes we're sat in this lovely vehicle that they uh, offer up so go and check them out whole shot my first victim of the year guest stroke victim is ashton dickinson um, we've got a lot to talk about we're going to try to Punch it all into 20 minutes, Ashton. Let's start straight at the top. Moving up a class. Tell us about that. So MX1. What was your What was your thinking with that?
1: Um, basically, I think it was just it was my time. I think I could have had another year in the 250, but um, I was I was I was I was always the bigger lad, you know, on the 250. So I figured, jump in the deep end now, get my feet wet, um, and just get a big a big learning year in. You know, it's it's always a bit daunting I suppose to come into a 450 class but like I, I was confident and as the first time I got on the 450 I, I felt I felt that one with it pretty much so I'm happy I'm happy to be in the 450 class I'm looking forward to it yeah
0: remind me because sometimes I particularly I've got a cold by the way so get the violins out got a sore throat <laughs> um my head is mashed yeah too many facts and figures and I often forget remind me of your age please uh, 23 23 I'll never be 23 23 man yeah. Anyway, sorry. I went. I went. You know, I just lost myself there a bit. I suddenly started reminiscing what I was up to at twenty-three. Yeah,
1: but... I I, I've got loads of people telling me I'm I'm old now. Old. Hello. Hello. You
0: are coming into some prime well, years it, it? for motocross and just life. Life in It will yeah. be good. Yeah. Twenty-three. Um, obviously, from my era, it was a bit different because we all kind of jumped on. Like you kinda of did your one two five thing coming out of a youth and then really in no time at all you kind of got yourself on a two fifty or five hundred, yeah. which was the classes back there. So for me, it's pretty normal to see a young rider get on a get on a big bike. Yeah. But um from your standpoint, look, you've she's shown some incredible speed on the two fifty. I've often wondered. If that's because I know you did some, oh, like I've said to you before, I don't think you kind of burst on the scene as such. But you you took your racing in a bit of a different direction. You've had experience of racing in, in America, yeah. growing up. Do you think that has helped with your speed? Just just speed alone?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think so. I think when I went out to America, I was I was I was shit. You know what I mean? I was I was crap. Um, so I think going out there has, has taught me. The, kind of like the trade of motocross and how to do it and how it should be done so I think it has helped me a lot and in America they took you on 450s when you're 15 and 16 yeah. years old so I actually had a go um, on a 450 when I was 16 at Loretta's and it was probably my best Loretta's I ever had Um so I think from from the get-go I've been kind of set up to be on a 450 it's been bred into me from being over there
0: so what, what year yeah. what age did you first go out there and and before you answer that actually what why you know what was the fa- the family thinking well, I mean obviously it's it's worked yeah and it's not an easy thing to do for any any European to go over there find the funding doing whatever <laughs> so how how did that come about as a family discussion did you just saw sort of, did you did you at the dinner table and stamp your feet and go I want to go to
1: America how did it happen to be honest it it wasn't even for me originally so my brother rode and it was my dad and my brother's idea. They seen Millsaps on, on online and that, um, and obviously we were we were all a bit of a we were all just chavvy goons back then. <laughs> so we wanted to go and actually learn how to ride motorbikes properly. So well, my brother went to Millsaps. Uh, he was there for a year, and then obviously we seen it were a min place. So I went. I think my first year going, I was about 13 or 14, um, and then pretty much from there we just loved it. Um, and I'm I'm quite fortunate. My, my dad has his own company and things like that so I, he funded everything for us so that makes it a, a lot easier um but yeah it was just it was just by chance that kK rode and then he went and then i got dr- drugged into it sort of like that
0: but in some ways like you said, i said i get it's exp- you know it's expensive you've got to sort out visas you've got to, yeah. not and all that kind of stuff <laughs> but i suppose looking back on it now you're you're kind of you're in one area once you're there it's the amount of riding that you can get done so as much as you say it's expensive to get there we've both obviously both been to america and done enough riding that's the beauty of it the tracks are open every day there's no sessions the weather's usually pretty good you can plan your day and get stuff done so you can actually like in a in a space of a, even being in america for one month effectively double up the amount of ride time you do off season 100%, yeah. in the uk
1: that's it and then at millsaps as well it's 24 7 year round motor- motorb- motorbikes yeah uh, that's all they would live and breathe it so uh, we actually lived on site at mtf in, in a motorhome uh, so that that got a bit rough you know i, I think i had about three years <laughs> of just motorhome and cold showers is a that lot right? of cold showers but it's it's waking up in the morning you have your breakfast go to the gym for a little bit and then go ride all afternoon and yeah. and it, it's the perfect setup out there so you're right you get you get so much riding in I and mean, it's to effort to get out there and money to get out there, but it's
0: just perfect so in a way it was kind of like a, a school kid going on a foreign exchange program you probably learned more not only about racing but but also about yourself from a young age yeah a bit of degree of discipline yeah like stay, you know having to do your own cooking you know being away from home yeah we hear about some of these foreign right you know like riders that come from New Zealand Australia and come to Europe and have to leave home at a young age and they all seem so
1: like Tough, as yeah. in mentally tough. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. It does. That's what it. I think it teaches a lot of life skills being out there, and a lot of motorcross skills. So it's kind of a win-win for both. Yeah. You know, that's you've got to look after yourself, and if you don't, then you're going hungry. <laughs> basically,
0: <laughs> hungry in America. Oh, I suppose some do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But your portion size will make up you eat one meal a day. And
1: in just, it, yeah, you get one <laughs> Caesar salad. And it'll feed about seven people.
0: Well, i'm glad yeah. you went for caesar salad that's yeah, being healthy that's
1: it, isn't it so what age was
0: that when you first went out there and you just said she was, yeah was 13 fourteen, i think the first uh, year i went and so what year was that that was uh uh 2012 i think it yeah because that's it you went over there i you know i try to keep up with what's going on in british motocross but there's a lot going on so inevitably you can't keep an eye on yeah, everybody sad, and then you know you kind of came back and then all of a sudden you know i, I started noticing your name you yeah. know and it seemed like well you know where's where's this kid come from <laughs> it, but yeah. clearly that's it so was it the intention to go and get an education over there and come back or initially was it let's go there and see if we can we can make a career over there
1: well yeah you know what it's actually it was a mistake coming home um we didn't we wanted to stay in America and ride everything in America. Yeah. Even though I wasn't a fan of Supercross, but I think I would've I would have transitioned into it. But my visa ran out so yeah. I had a bit of a nightmare with that. And then we ended up having to have a year at home. Um, so we decided let's just go for British and that I felt I felt ready for it. Um, but obviously when you come when you come home nobody knew or what. Yeah. So I'm trying I'm trying to get into a pro race and they're like, nah, we don't know who you yeah. are so I had to go do a bunch of other races and things like that like um, the service nationals stuff like that so yeah. that, that's how it kind of fell in it, it wasn't planned to come home I wanted to stay in the US but it just things happened for reasons I believe yeah. So,
0: yeah. and then when you did come home you definitely started turning heads pretty quickly so <laughs> from this standpoint you know like let's go back then talking about your MX2 career I mean, you now moved up which we'll talk about in a minute was it you, you know okay you've you haven't won a British title or anything like that, but you've had a couple of injuries along the way. But, you know, now get, moving on to MX1, are you kind of happy with, with how it went in the grand scheme of things? I know you can't turn back time, all those kind of things, but...
1: Um, yeah, I think last year was probably the better chance I would have had to uh, to try and get a title. Um, but, yeah, injuries, injuries happen, and the, the highs in motocross are high and the lows are low, aren't they? You've got, to, you've got to take them all as they, as they come. Um, but I, I'm i pretty happy, I think my 250 career was, it could have been better, but I'm not going to complain. Um, I got a lot of experience on it and and, and yeah, I think I'm, I'm pretty happy with it to be honest.
0: You've got, like you said, you've got a tight family, clearly, um, you know, they're all up there working, I've just dragged you away. So, very similar to myself actually, my whole family as a privateer it was us, you know, doing our thing. Has there ever been an opportunity? You don't have to mention names? Um, you know any any kind of profile rides that have come along um, or 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 do you kind of prefer doing your thing and keeping it personal? because there's pros and cons sometimes. Yeah. You go and ride for an established team and they want to do it their way. Yeah. you're clearly used to doing it the family way. So, has, has anything come along where you've considered but you've then decided to sort of stay where, where you
1: are Um, no I think the, the one thing did come along last year and we did take it Um but other, otherwise I, oh yeah sorry yeah apart yeah, from you say, but um no I, I don't I haven't been offered anything yeah. at all and I think even if I did it'd have to be a super, super good offer Um otherwise I'm really happy with my team yeah. and we're, we're doing well I think we've got a good setup and i think it's a lot better than 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 most of these teams that are there anyway you know
0: in some cases like you say you know it's hard to get help in the sport at the minute the world is obviously you know covid pandemics brexit all these kind of things to get support within the industry is not easy so putting together a team like that i guess you can kind of cherry pick um the brands for example the with the equipment of what you like to use which as a rider if you're happy with certain products on the
1: bike exhausts yeah tire choice the bike itself as well you yeah get to choose a bike don't you you know cuz at the minute we don't get we don't get any any bike support or anything like that so well, that's why we, we we're not running KTM on the graphics just yeah. because we emailed but them and, it. and they didn't want to help us you know so we put we paid full whack for them bikes so um I'm not not repping to me that's not helping but yeah it is it's especially the, now in the way life's going with COVID and everything like that it's so hard to to try get help but um we're doing all right i think um i just need to have a, a couple of good races as well at the beginning of the season and i'll try to get some some more people Absolutely. on board. yeah know?
0: as always i mean it's a long old season across two championships in the uk I, I can assume that's what you're going to be looking at doing you're going to win the revo and the michelin mx nationals okay. beyond that
1: um yeah we're going to try I was hoping to do Matildi, but I had a I had a bit of an injury. Um, but I think definitely Revo and MX Nationals, and well, maybe we'll maybe chuck a couple of Bridgestones, maybe, um, and then obviously a, a handful of GP's, the yeah. closest Oh, so you're
0: gonna you're gonna look at yeah, some of
1: them? Yeah, we want because we we were up in the air about doing that or the MX you yeah. know, Open, but likes it deep end like i think if i jump in that class racing people like jeffrey and yeah. stuff like that you're just gonna get so much better and, and some you're gonna get drug along
0: yeah you you will won't you and yeah. on top of that in some ways it's it's okay the, the entry fees more for MXGP, yeah. I get all that but at least then you kind of know you're gonna be in the race You've
1: got 100% gate, you?
0: you're gonna get a gate pick you're gonna get two motos yeah of length to get Juno you know, like that's the thing with the EMX like you, yeah. you kind of pay your money you got to qualify but yeah. for where you're at to get dragged along in the speed
1: in the UK that's it and I think even if you're even if you're last in the, in the GP just, the people in last place are, are probably top 5 in or top 10 in, in the British so no doubt you know so I think you're going to get you're going to get a good battle no matter where you are yeah. in the field and I think that's going to be good to keep your momentum up and even push it uh, do you know what
0: in the races, running, even going out in the time qualification and, and, and those races, you know, you're gonna get experience from just being out and then, yeah, yeah, you know, like riding on. So, what realistically then are your first year expect expectations in the next one? Have you set a goal? Is that your style? Do you just go? Do you do you look at a preseason and go, right, this is where I kind of see myself fitting? Yeah. Or do you just go, just roll with it, try my best, and not put too much pressure on? How how does that how does that mind work?
1: Well, oh, actually, I don't go too yeah, deep on that. Yeah. Um, no, I think I've got really big expectations of myself. I, I've been working the hardest I've worked ever in this off season. I didn't have a big off season due to my injury prior with my head. Um, so for the for the small time I've had, I've been absolutely yeah. grinding my ass off. Um, so I I have big expectations of that. I, I want to be a rookie that comes and wins everything. And mm. I, I don't see why I can't. I've, I've got the mentality for it, and I've, I've got the pace for it as well. Um, the fitness is, is climbing up as well. So I, I think my goal this year is, is either win the championship or top three it, but I think the top three won't even be good enough for me. I want to win it. Fair play, man.
0: I like that confidence yeah. chat. I really do. You know, obviously, without dwelling too much on it, because um, injuries are always tough to talk about, yeah. but... Um, so how, you know, how did you cope with that? How much did that slow you down? You know, obviously, you know, you can break a wrist, you can do what we do. We all know the dangers of the sport. Yeah. Head injuries are something altogether different. Um, yeah. You know, was was that a real struggle? I mean, excuse the pun, but almost getting your head around the fact that you might have felt all right.
1: Yeah.
0: But the it's doctors not, yeah. and everybody's telling you, look, you can't.
1: Honestly, yeah, it, it it were really, I'd say it was the darkest time I've ever had in my life um, in general, I've never had a concussion. That was my first concussion, um, but it just put me in such a a bad place. Just because I'd wake up on a morning and 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 I'd, I'd for one, it's taken my motocross away from me. I couldn't ride, so that that was that was depressing in itself. Um, but it just got to a really a bad point, and I and I think it's because of the injury. You kind of get bad thoughts and, and dark thoughts. But I, I was just in a really bad place at some point. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm lucky, I have a good family and stuff, so they, they were always trying to cheer me up and, and, and keep me happy and, and things like that. Um, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't yeah. easy. So I say to people, if they do get a concussion, just make sure you just keep your family it's around It's gotta you. be
0: one of the most frustrating mm-hmm. things, because, yeah. you know, eight, like you said, you can't go and ride. And then even at that point, maybe your head is still kind of repairing itself. Yes. And you're feeling good on some days, low on others, yeah. you know, it, it's, I mean, let's be honest, we're doing one of the most yeah, it is. Sports good in the nowadays, world, and if you're not on point mentally, it's tough.
1: It's going to go wrong real quick, innit? Yeah. If you're not there, switched on. But yeah, no.
0: What did it feel like then? I know you, you know, like literally, not the crash or anything like that. How was the first day back when you finally got the green light from doctor or wherever it was that okay. said, okay, you're, you're good to go? Did you feel Yeah. A mix of feeling great but incredibly rusty? I mean, oh, how did it...
1: Yeah, yeah. It. I was super pumped, and I think that's where I'm, that's where I kind of took a turn. And went in, in a really good direction um but yeah first day back it was unbelievable um i think it was just a feeling of relief that like my life i have actually got a purpose in life yeah um, and that's what the main thing was. i felt like i didn't have a purpose before but I, as soon as i got back it just felt right and then from that day on i was smashing it out um because obviously i've got a new trainer now as well okay yeah um, tell us about that uh, training with you know paul cooper yeah, yeah so go. do i coops. know
0: paul cooper yeah yeah uh yeah me and paul used to Who's race cooper? he was better than me obviously <laughs> but we used to hang around gps from 95 to 2000. He's a good yeah lad, coops, coops used to call it come into the fun bus on a, you see i was a privateer so i could party a bit more. <laughs> And he used to sneak in occasionally, get, like, to get away heard from some dread, stories, Yeah, you know? yeah, you've
1: got, yeah, was well, asking about some of them. Some he's stories. got some good ones. Um, but no, so I've got, I've, I've got him and my. Well, right, listen,
0: Coops was one of literally one of the hardest working guys that's of my so, generation, yeah. Yeah, in so, British yeah. Cross,
1: You know, and that's what I wanted. That, I, I needed a bit of structure in my life. Um, so boom, we've, we've got yeah. Paul on board, and, and I've got a daily, a daily thing to do now, and, and it helps. And he's even good with the mental side of things. Um, because I'd say he's, he's South African. He's a bit of a nut, yeah. Kid, so I think he's really <laughs> strong. <in laughs> no, the, I think he's really strong in the <laughs> edge. You know, so oh. it, it's good to have someone like that and and that knows and understands mm. you. Well, it's way.
0: twofold. You have got Coop's training you there, which I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And you've got his old mechanic, uh, big, Steve. Big Steve, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Steve Payne doing the engines motor as well, the yeah. So listen, those two won a load of
1: championships. Together. They exactly. got a
0: wealth of experience.
1: They're, they're both crazy men aren't they? So yeah, and I'm, I'm lucky because. I think I've got a good relationship with both of them now, so I think uh, that's why I'm saying I've got big expectations, and yeah. uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna
0: get them. Oh, you got me all fired up now. I've got to do the commentary tomorrow. Uh, this is the this is the Saturday before the uh, the Mitchell and Mx Nationals round one at Fat Cat. We're sat in the van here. Uh, we're going out live tomorrow. Which you, by the time you've seen this, you've hopefully seen it on MXN TV. So you got me all fired up. That's, that's good. Um, yeah so in that sense then you just your expectations you've laid that out on the line everything's going good um i can't let you get out of the van without talking about something completely different with motocross um let's talk in the paddock we're doing this thing for the jude morris found racing foundation um for charity now there's a there's a shave off a shave off face off i don't know how it's working between (laughs) um between ashton here and bob buchanan at oakley there's a, I think there's a certain amount of money raised, and then you either both got to get shaved, or is it whoever gets the most votes? How does it work? So you, apparently, if
1: you might take the noggin oh, clean off, like this bit, I think I'm going, I'm going bald. You know, I might right, have- listen. My dad's this is, bald. Me, every, everybody in my it. family's
0: bald. So it's coming for me. So let me give you some sound advice. Um, you're not going to win that battle. No. Listen, you might be able to go out there and win an MX1 title. Exactly. You, unless you start investing in hair transplant and all that <laughs> stuff, you, you, you're pissing in the wind. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Mine came off in 98 actually, and obviously it's never come back. <laughs> um, right. So, so you, so we, we literally may see you like tomorrow then with yeah. like a chrome dome.
1: 100%. 100% is coming off tomorrow. Bob's got
0: the clippers and everything i'm more interested in bob's goatee come up because i just yeah. can't imagine that was that. The,
1: that was the deal though because i said to bob i said well originally i said to rob hollyhock so this is i'm calling rob out now um <laughs> but he's been a bit of a girl about it so i said to rob if i shave my hair you can shave your hair he was like no nah, no nah, i'm not gonna do that so then i said to bob and i'll do it i'll have your balls so i said shave your goatee and i'll shave my hair and he was like deal and then um, obviously, Mark, Mark's got the charity going on, so this is good. Bob had the idea of, of making it a little fundraiser. Um, yeah. Yeah, so actually, Fair play. I can't back out now, so... You, it won't be shaving your hair off.
0: That won't be a problem. You find you might find it quite liberating. It's then making a choice of whether it stays off <laughs> or growing it back. Yeah. Because to grow it back, you're going to have to go through a stage where you're clearly going to look a little bit of a, I look, like a I look like a bit of a
1: lesbian. You'll, you'll look
0: just like. look on. <laughs> like, you'll be somewhere... You won't be able to do a sweep over. It will, you know, you'll just... Trust me. I'm going to have to so on my So once it's off, it might be off permanently.
1: Yeah, I reckon, I reckon I'm reckon i going to keep it off. You on. did the... Place. I did the mustache, I you did, did that as well, don't you I've got, got the thing? I've got the beard, I've got like I have even got a little beard rolling. Yeah. Now. I want to grow uh, this yeah. in if, if I can't grow up there, I'm gonna try to grow it here. Right, I'm telling you now, for somebody
0: that's bald, Bob will back me up as well. If the hair goes, then you kind of can you can almost turn your head upside down and concentrate more on your beard. Thing, <laughs> yeah, right? You manicure this then, don't you? That's how it works. That's so what I'm the plan is. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Then you might go out there and put it on the box tomorrow with a bald head. That's it. In which case you'll definitely need a podium cap.
1: Oh we should just shave it off on podium, let's see. Oh that'd be good. In it?
0: Yeah. Funny. You've got to get on the podium, but it sounds like you're confident that you're going to do that. Yeah, It's my home race as well, technically, yeah. so. Well, listen, mate, it's been great getting you in the van. I've been meaning to get you in for some time. Um, we wish you the best of luck. Obviously, I know you've got an incredible turn of speed. I really hope, especially after you know, the head injury, which yeah. is a, always a frightening thing, that that's way behind you now and you're feeling good and um looking forward to seeing your charge all year. Yeah, man. It'll be a nice one. Yeah, thanks for your time, mate. Thanks well. Nice one. Ashton Dickinson, I'm going to sign off. This was brought to you by Whole uh, Shop Motorhomes. He's got to go and ride, I've got to go and do commentary, a live studio show with, you know, just busy men, basically. Wow. Um, and I've also got to make a brew, because <laughs> I want a cuppa. Right, a thanks drive. for watching. Um, we'll see you again soon, we're out of here. Nice one, see you later.